Hello! Welcome everybody to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle. Also known as Homage the Lion Killer. You can check out my new music. I just came out with a new music video called New Normal. Uh, for a song I did called New Normal. It's available on my YouTube channel, Homage TV. Uh, go check it out. It's pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it myself. To be honest with you, let me get my levels right here. Hello, hello, can you hear me now? Hello, hello, check, check. All right, everybody, so uh, this one's going to be pretty quick today, and I know it's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. I've just been busy working on all kinds of stuff, trying to get this next album ready, um, just working a lot, selling cars, dealing with people. <laughs> I won't get into all that. Nobody wants to hear about that. Trying to get my dang microphone correct. Okay, I got it. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and I could talk about it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> and of course, there's the coronavirus, there's the elections, there's, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. But I found something else that I want to talk about because I find it to be important, and it's a topic that people may have heard about but not really know much about. So I'm going to read you a really good article. I mean, it's not good in terms of, like, happy good. Uh, it's it's very depressing, to be honest with you. So if you are sensitive to those type of things, then, uh, you know, turn it off and go listen to something else, I guess. But it's important to know this, and that's why I'm going to reveal this information. And I think I'm going to do more stuff like this because, yeah, you know, I'm... I don't know. <laughs> it's important. So this is an article written by Ryan Christian over at thelastamericanvagabond.com. Uh, I would highly recommend his website. He does a lot of really good research and is exposing all kinds of crazy stuff that's just going on in the world. And Ryan's a really intelligent guy. I met him. Well, I mean, I met him like through the Internet. After I came out with my song Digital Clouds, he reached out to me and, and said he liked the song and wanted to feature it on his website. And I had never heard of him before, but that's how we became acquainted. And I've been a fan of him ever since and, and trying to keep up with the research he's doing over on his website, thelastamericanvagabond.com. So if you're interested, check that out. And what we're going to be learning about today is uh, the title of his article is Six Case Studies That Point to Massive Pedophilia Rings at the Highest Levels of Power. And this is real stuff. Uh, the people, some of the people in control of the world, I would say the main people, uh, are into some very, very strange, satanic, just disgusting stuff. And um, you know, it's a fact. And there's a huge cover up going on. And this, this goes into. Well, I'm just gonna read you the uh, the whole thing. So listen close. Check it out. So this was originally published on. Uh, 11-15, so November 15th. I think it's a throwback. Either way, it's still relevant. Check it out. So he says, With all the speculation surrounding the Clintons and the allegations that they are intimately tied to a massive pedophilia ring interconnected with occult practices, the last American vagabond wanted to present the following case studies to show that the idea of a massive pedophilia ring at the highest levels of power is very real and needs to be addressed. This is not a joke and something people should not take lightly. To present the research, we would like to showcase a brilliant write-up explaining six cases, six cases that point to this being more than mere separation of incidents or isolated events. Uh, each case is heavily researched with a plethora of links, both within the article and in the sources selection below. Sources section. Sorry, let me rearrange my microphone. I'm, shit's all fucked up. Try to, like, see and read and fucking get all this stuff right. Ah, oh, I totally was not going to cuss this whole time, but I already did. Man, it's my dang pop filter. I'm trying to filter my pops. It's not easy, man. All right, sorry about that, guys. We'll edit that out. Just kidding. No, I won't. Uh, da, 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 blah, blah. All right, I'm just going to get to the, the meat and potatoes. So the six case studies. Uh, two high-profile pedophilia cases have come to light in recent years, the abuses of Jerry Sandusky at Penn State and those of famed British entertainer Jimmy Savile. 
Or is it Savile? Savile. I think it's Savile. While both cases certainly garnered their fair share of media attention, their time in the spotlight has ended, and we are led to believe that their, their horrific abuses were the result of a lone pedophile preying on children while esteemed institutions turned a blind eye to their indiscretions. Occasionally, however, the media would pick up on a story such as Jimmy Savile was part of a satanic ring or Jerry Sandusky was part of a pedophile ring, victim claims. These and these are links that take you to those articles that were uh, more mainstream articles, which is you know they they'll touch on it, but they'll never go in depth into it because they're involved in it and they're involved in the cover up. Uh, these stories seem absurd at first glance, yet if they are investigated further, we are led down a horrific and disturbing rabbit hole of pedophiles populating positions of power in government, finance, and entertainment. What was that? An alliteration? Pedophiles populating positions of power? Is that what that's called? This post will lay out evidence for an international pedophilia ring of massive proportions. The information contained within is of tremendous importance, for we are sitting on our very own modern holocaust, a holocaust of children. I promise that this statement is by no means an exaggeration and urge you to not be scared away by these walls of text, which are as concise as possible while still conveying the necessary information. Throughout, I will be completely transparent with my sources and will not beat you over the head with conclusions, but rather present you with the evidence and let you decide for yourselves. So that was a little introduction there by Ryan. Good job. And like I said, if you want to read this article for yourself, I will put uh, the link up in the show notes and it's on the lastamericanvagabond.com. The first one is the Dutro affair. I will begin in Belgium with a case known as the Dutro Affair. This case is important because it illustrates how investigations can be undermined by a cabal able to place its members in crucial positions of power and how powerful people can be implicated in abusing children. The Dutro Affair was covered extensively by the mainstream media and was huge news in Belgium, where 350,000 people took to the streets to protest the handling of the case, known as the famous White March, from a nation of just 10 million. The case begins in 1995 when multiple young girls began disappearing in the area of Bertrix. Young girls have been disappearing in this area for a couple of years, but the B.O.B., the equivalent of the FBI, was unable to develop any solid leads. A breakthrough was made when a suspicious white van was reported and the police were able to trace it to Mark Dutro, a known pedophile. Dutroux had been released from prison just a few years earlier after serving a third of his sentence despite reservations among those involved in the hearing and his own mother, who had warned the parole board that he would certainly cause harm again. So what's up with that? Why they let him out? It was also revealed that Dutroux, though unemployed and receiving welfare from the state, owned seven homes and lived quite lavishly from his involvement in selling children and child porn. It turns out that his mother was right and Dutroux was responsible for the recent abductions. Girls as young as eight reportedly starved to death in a makeshift dungeon in his basement after months of sexual abuse. The knowledge of these horrible transgressions committed by Dutroux are widely available and thoroughly documented and though disturbing are not important enough to focus on this case. Now, I will attempt to highlight the incompetence of the investigating police in the subsequent cover-up of evidence by the state. Police had investigated Dutroux multiple times without any arrests. Once, they entered his home and witnessed the outside of a makeshift dungeon in his basement while two girls were being held and starved inside. They even reported hearing voices, though they said they believed Dutroux's story that the voices were coming from the street outside. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. <coughs> Excuse me. Police ignored a tip from an informant who said that Dutroux offered him between $3,000 and $5,000 to kidnap young girls. Again and again, police failed to act on information or acted with complete incompetence. Incredibly, police had in their possession a videotape of Dutroux constructing the makeshift dungeon in one of his basements and would have saved the lives of two girls who were being tortured while the police held on to the evidence had they viewed the videotape and acted on it. By September 96, the official body count had reached eight and public outrage over police incompetence mounted. Why had a known pedophile been released so early from his original prison term and allowed to terrify a country while the police stumbled about seemingly complicit in the carnage? When the case transferred from the police to the courts, the cover-up became much more agrarious. E egregious. Egregious. Sorry, that's a hard word. <laughs> the lead prosecutor, Jean-Marc Conneret, was dismissed from the case, which drew huge criticism from across the nation. 
Conorette became a hero because it was his initiative that led to the police actually finding two girls in Dutro's captivity. He also was instrumental in finding the bodies of four more girls. Conorette would later break down in tears in court while describing the death threats he received when he was still involved with the investigation. Fuel to the fire would be added when a highly regarded children's activist, Mary Marie France Botte, claimed that prosecutors were sitting on a politically sensitive list of high-profile customers of Dutro's thousands of videotapes. Mark Verwilhein, the Flemish parliamentarian who became the most popular politician in the country after leading the inquiry into Dutro, claimed that many of the many in the Belgian establishment, including heads of government, refused to cooperate and sought to stifle and ridicule his report. He claimed that magistrates and police were officially told to not answer certain questions in what he described as a characteristic smothering operation. He was further quoted as saying, For me, the Dutro affair is a question of organized crime. A parliamentary panel revealed the 30 names of government officials is said were complicit in the hiding of Dutro's misdeeds. None have been published, even to this day, so almost 30 years later. The most important information on the case comes from a victim of Dutro. Regina Luf was the first to come forward and was candid about the abuse she received at the hands of Belgium's child abuse networks. In 1996, she named and described in great detail to a specially assembled police team the people and places involved in the pedophilia ring. Senior judges, one of the country's most powerful politicians, now dead, and a very influential banker were included. The BBC article says, the sessions not only involved sex, they included sadism, torture, and murder. And again, she described in detail the place, the victims, and how they were killed. She corroborated that one of Dutro's associates, Jean-Michael Nihol, was instrumental in the abuse parties. At these parties, Nihol was a sort of party beast while Dutro was more on the side. Nihol had significant connections among Belgian political and financial elite. He confessed to organizing an orgy at a Belgian chateau attended by government officials. It emerged that Dutro and Nihol were part of a long-distance child trafficking ring that imported children from Slovakia. So, fuck, it's hard to even read this shit, dude. It's so disgusting that this really happens, but we have to know about this. And, fuck, it's just terrible, dude. Honestly, so, I'll continue. Let's get back to the questioning of the witnesses. The primary witnesses to step forward all suffered from disassociative identity disorder, uh, DID. In 98% of DID cases, the person suffered extreme sexual abuse as a child. The abuse that the Dutro witnesses attested to is beyond comprehension. Luf and other witnesses recounted being raped by dogs and snakes and being forced to witness the murders of other children which were captured on videotape. That Luf spoke the truth about witnessing these murders is laid out here in an excellent manner. So, I mean, this is this girl who's explaining... You know, this little girl who's explaining the abuse that, that happened to her. And she, you couldn't make this up, especially if you're a child. It, it doesn't matter, like, what kind of movies you've seen or anything like that. It's just you wouldn't make something as terrible as that up. <clears throat> it's just absolutely atrocious and that, that human beings could do this to, especially a child. It's disgusting. And it is satanic, and that's, that's real, man. There's a real demonic... F- thing going on i don't even know how to describe it it's just people who worship satan and they do disgusting stuff you know and it's for the adrenochrome because when you scare the shit out of a kid especially their their body produces all this adrenaline and it gets in the bloodstream and then you kill them and then you drink the blood and that like gets you high it's supposed to be a drug and that's like what these elitist demonic people are doing and it's been going on for thousands of years and it's very weird weird stuff but it's actually happening and it it involves like magic and and weird stuff so um just as an aside to what's happening like this is it's well documented you know and this is something that's actually happening um blah 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 so she says Oh, and it gives a link to um, her actual witness testimony, which I'm not going to get into, but you can find it in this article. Um, Continuing. She gave a tremendous amount of detail to her prosecutors that she simply could not have known without being there herself, and there's simply way too much evidence to lay it out here. I recommend reading the whole page, which is as long as a short book, as the research is simply phenomenal. Uh, 
She also reported being involved with satanic rituals, which I will address in greater detail later in the post. Despite evidence that linked Dutro and Nihol to abuse parties in murder snuff films, the prosecutor that replaced Conneret, Jacques Langlois, I don't know how to say these names, uh, completely dismantled the investigation. He sent police out on false tips and helped set, help spread disinformation to the media. Although nearly 100 high-profile people in government, religion, entertainment, and finance being accused of involvement in child abuse, no one of significance other than Dutroux was ever jailed. Nine police officers would eventually be arrested in connection with the murders, which also contained dozens of suspicious deaths among those who were helping the case. So this is a massive cover-up and it involved, you know, highest levels of government. And this is in Belgium, but this is happening all over the world. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if people vacation there just specifically for that, you know. Uh, I have only presented a small picture of what amounts to a mountain of documentation on Dutro. For further reading, look here and here. I understand that my discussion on the Dutro affair does not validate any of the claims in the title of this post. It is only one small piece of the puzzle. It shows how, from the bottom level of police work to the top level of prosecution politics, people complicit with pedophiles can be placed into key positions to ensure that investigations never bear through, never bear fruit. Now I will briefly highlight pedophilia rings that operate parallel to Dutro's during the same time period, again, in which no high-level officials were brought to justice, although they undeniably participated to illustrate how widespread the child porn and child abuse epidemic is. I will then move on to more important cases. And, of course, keep in mind, we just had the big fucking Epstein thing, dude, where all these, you know, celebrities and people who are supposed to be, like, high-level in society, they're supposed to be great people, politicians, entertainers, even, like, comedians and, like, likable people were flying on this guy's jet to his, his island and doing who knows what, man. The guy was obviously involved in child trafficking, and, I mean, it's just ridiculous, dude. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's disgusting. So this next uh, section of the article is called Parallel Occurrences, and it says... In Latvia, three top officials, including the prime minister, were named in connection with a pedophilia ring in which 2,000 children in the country were abused. An online ring known as Wonderland was busted and yielded 750,000 images of children. From the article, Wonderland originated in the United States but also operated in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Belgium, Finland, France, Germany, Italy, Norway, Portugal, Sweden, and Britain. None of the men jailed in relation to the ring served more than 30 months in jail. <laughs> That's crazy. You get more for, for selling coke or even being in possession of it. <laughs> and only two were put on the sex offenders registry in the year 2000, this was. You, you would get more for having like an ounce of weed back then. Ridiculous. Uh, a child porn ring in Mexico was busted and said to have thousands of clients in the United States. Child porn videos reportedly made a Russian ring $410 million being sold in Germany, Italy, and the United States. A Dutch ring was discovered in which images and videos of abuse of infants were circulated. A magistrate leading an investigation into an Italian pedophilia ring denounced what he called a pedophile lobby of powerful politicians, which he said openly obstructed his investigation. French police arrested 250 people associated with child pornography within a year of the Dutroux affair. So uh, one thing to keep in mind as well is how the the blackmail aspect of it and the, the concept of a honey trap, which is what a lot of people are associating Epstein with, is that you, you lure people in, these, these high-profile clients, um, you know, very powerful people with lots of money and influence, and then you record them having sex with children and doing just terrible stuff, and then you blackmail them, and then you own them, essentially, because you'll reveal the information if they ever do anything. And it's like, you know, you do it together type of thing, so it's like, I, I got some shit on you, you got some shit on me, and like, and then we're in it together, you know, and that's what these secret societies do. And it, it's very demonic. It's satanic. It's it's absolutely disgusting. There's nothing divine or nice about it. But that is how the world is really ran. And th that's why the system is so disgusting. And that's why there's so much war and just outright, you know, terror and, and just crazy stuff that's going on, man. I mean, it's just crazy. So uh, continuing. Uh, this is called the Lincoln, Nebraska scandal. From here on out, the posts get more surreal. 
These child abuse and pedophile rings are not by any means limited to Europe. Rather, the United States has perhaps the biggest child trafficking epidemic in the world. It is important to note before I begin the next segment of this post that the FBI did not track statistics for missing children. I wonder why. Probably because they're the ones trafficking the kids along with the CIA as well, who's also bringing in the drugs. Of all the statistics, it keeps tabs on rape, homicide, domestic abuse. What amounts to perhaps the single most important one in terms of citizen safety is ominously missing. Perhaps they simply do not want us to know how bad the epidemic is. It should also be noted that FBI prosecution of major child trafficking rings has been virtually non-existent. Why is that, folks? It's because they are the ones doing it. They are sick twisted motherfuckers and it's not like every you know uh, low ranking person in the fbi does it it doesn't have to be like that it's just the high ranking people because it's a stratified organization where you have to answer to the person above so even if you you enter that organization with good intentions uh you're you're either going to die or you're going to get fired or they're not going to let you investigate these certain you know these certain cases so It says, take a good look at this front page story published on June 29th, 1989. The first chapter reads, a homosexual prostitution ring is under investigation by federal and district authorities and includes among its clients key officials of the Reagan and Bush administrations, military officers, congressional aides, and U.S. and foreign businessmen with close social ties to Washington's political elite, documents obtained by the Washington Times reveals. The story never fully hit the streets as agents grabbed the copies from newsstands in the early hours of the morning. Another good article for background before I move on to American organized pedophilia and Satanism is this. And that's another link to another uh, page. The first paragraph reads, All nine children tell the same story, a grisly tale of being taken out of school and abused in a blue house. They name the same culprit, a school administrator who, they say, performs satanic rituals as part of his twisted routine. In the 14 months since the first child came forward, police said they have conducted 150 interviews and cannot substantiate the claims of the children who range from the age of 5 to 9. Prosecutor Stanley Levko is more blunt. He doesn't believe them, and he plans to publicly clear the accused. Why do you think that is? That this guy doesn't believe the... First of all, what... A a kid like... A kid that age doesn't even have the ability to create something, a story like that up in their mind. You know, so to accuse them of lying is absolutely disgusting. That guy should get the fuck beat out of him because he's probably complicit in that shit too. Either that or the people really doing it threatened him or threatened his family or did something, you know. And and that's how this shit is going down. It's disgusting. Uh, continuing, I will now talk about America's own Dutroux affair, which began in Lincoln, Nebraska in the late 80s. A good part of the story, minus the Satanism aspect, is covered in a documentary called The Conspiracy of Silence. The documentary was set to air on the Discovery Channel in 1994, but at the last minute it was pulled and destroyed. Oh, how convenient. We only have access to it now because of a cutting room copy leaked a year later. The story begins with Omaha businessman Lawrence King, who was a rising star in the Republican Party at the time. In 88, it was revealed that he had diverted millions of dollars from the Franklin Community Federal Credit Union, the investigation of which spawned an investigation into a pedophilia ring of mind-blowing proportions. Soon enough, investigators into the embezzlement scandal began receiving reports of sexual abuse. Omaha newspapers were running stories of how young boys from Boys Town... Uh, that's... Whoa weird name boys town we're being prostituted so that brings into question maybe this town was established for that very purpose because they they will do stuff like this the people who are, who are pulling the strings up top you know disgusting omaha newspapers were running stories of how young boys from boys town were being prostituted among local business leaders and sometimes traveled to washington parties would include sex and abuse such as beatings with extension cords while naked Immediately, the FBI began claiming that there was no substance to the sexual abuse allegations. The stories of the victims told a drastically different story. The older system alleged that King arranged for her to fly to parties in Washington, D.C. and other cities where men engaged her in sexual activity. Apparently, the abused were all foster children, and they would miss weeks of school each year taking these trips. So what, what's up with the, with the teachers? You know, they don't notice the kid's gone. They're not looking into this. I mean, 
what's going on here? Especially because they're foster kids, you wouldn't suspect that something is up? Jeez. The head of the investigative committee, known as the Franklin Committee, Gary Corridori, was also convinced of the rampant child abuse and was determined to bring perpetrators to justice. As a side note, you can view Corridori's interviews with the victims here. Uh, that's another link. Early on in the investigation, Gary Caradori, Caradori, I feel retarded not being able to say that. <laughs> Gary Caradori would meet an untimely death during a flight on his way to Chicago to review new evidence. So, you know, of course, his plane crashes because they have the ability to do that. You know, they can bring down any plane at any time. They can make your car crash. They can make you have a fucking heart attack. I mean, there's plenty of ways to make you die. You know, if if you're uh, looking into the wrong shit or the right shit, rather, there was a scattered wreckage pattern indicating that the plane broke apart in the air and not upon impact. The new head investigator would repeatedly lead the committee in the wrong direction, away from child abuse and satanic ritual claims. A state senator resigned from the investigative committee and said, I really don't think the things Larry King knew will ever be made public. He also cited concerns about the change in leadership. A New York Times article confirms the state investigators were given thousands of files regarding sexual abuse from children and testimonies from people involved in the foster care and education system. What happened next is amazing. Instead of indict, instead of indicting, indicting, is there a C in there? Uh, I'm an idiot. Instead of indicting the accused perpetrators to develop cases against them, grand juries twice ordered the thousands of files to be sealed and then brought charges of perjury against some of the victims. That's crazy. So instead of instead of charging the abusers and the people who are doing all this disgusting stuff, they they uh, bring charges against the kids and, and their parents. Or whatever. That's crazy. The mainstream media did their part to defend the grand jury and to marginalize the testimonies of the victims. One of the victims was sentenced to 9 to 15 years in prison and spent two years in solitary confinement. Eight years later, the woman in question, Alicia Owen, was denied a hearing to commute her sentence. Lawrence King, however, would leave prison after just 10 years, being found guilty only on financial crimes. As with the Dutro affair, I have again only showed a small portion of a truly mind-blowing and exceptionally well-documented story. Many victims in their interviews cited being forced to participate in satanic rituals and had named King as a participant. What I hope I have laid out here is that there are certainly pro child prostitution rings in the United States and that kids are transported all across the country for high-profile customers. When people get in the way of these activities, they are silenced or killed. To learn more about the Franklin cover-up, and there's a lot more to learn, read this book by John DeCamp. Watch this documentary, view this website. So this is all uh, links that you can access uh, through this article, which, once again, is on thelastamericanvagabond.com. And... I mean, obviously, this is not the most uplifting stories, but it's fact, man. This stuff is going down. And, you know, a lot of these cases are about 30 years old. But all that means is that they've become better at, at covering this stuff up. Because people are still disappearing every day, you know. Um, and maybe they just have a better way of networking, a better way of trafficking them. You know, it's a child trafficking is still going on. And there's a whole, like, mind control aspect to it involving the public because you will see, you know, once in a while you'll see, a, a, like, a government-sponsored announcement saying, you know, that they're against trafficking and they're trying to fight trafficking, like human trafficking. And that might be true in, in some aspect. There, I mean, obviously there are good people in law enforcement who are trying to expose this and, and, and get rid of it. But at the end of the day, it's it's law enforcement and and government officials and and the really powerful people involved in controlling the world that are are controlling this network of abuse and child trafficking and rape and satanic ritual abuse, and it's it's disgusting, man. And they're still doing it. To think that they have just stopped is ridiculous. I mean, the Epstein thing is just, you know, it's just scratching the surface, really. And it's funny because. You'll hear all of these stories, you know, they'll come out with stories against like Bill Cosby or, um, fuck, I don't know. There's a few, you know, celebrities will come out that they rape people or whatever. 
and you know that's a big deal. It will take over the airwaves and like it'll be headline news for months. But when well, when something real happens, when it's involving the real people calling the shots, uh, it gets covered up. So you have to ask yourself, you know, why is that the case, and and who are they trying to protect, and and who's really calling the shots here, and and what's really going down. I mean, it's crazy. So. Uh, we got another story here. It's the Presidio military base abuse. It says, and this is down in the Bay Area, kind of where near where I live, the San Francisco area. But I live in Nevada, but it's, it's close, five hours away. Uh, unfortunately, the next step in this expose takes us to truly bizarre and disturbing places. A particularly disturbing child abuse case involving a military daycare center came to light in 1987. Allegations of abuse involving 60 children, some infants, surfaced at the Presidio military base in San Francisco. I would like to point out that this article claims that child abuse allegations had surfaced at more than 30 military daycare centers across the country in the previous three years before its publishing, including some of the most esteemed bases such as West Point and Fort Dix. It would be impossible to lay out the case for each one here, but I would like to share this quote from the San Jose Mercury News. Children at West Point told stories that would be horrifyingly familiar. They said they had been ritually abused. They said they had excrement smeared on their bodies and been forced to eat feces and drink urine. They said they were taken away from the daycare and photographed. What the fuck, man? See, these are the people running the military, man. That's why I say fuck the military. Don't join that shit. They're sick fucks and they're sadistic and they, they like... Killing. It's not about protecting the country and and fucking you know doing what's right and democracy and freedom. It's fucking bullshit, man. These people who are who are doing this stuff are sick fucks, you know. And like I said, not everybody in the military. There's good people and stuff, but obviously, you know, given these stories, there's some fucked up shit going on. Okay, so. At the Presidio, at least four children were found to have chlamydia, and up to 60 had shown clear signs of abuse. The most important... Well, and you know what? If you're, in a par- if you're a parent, too, how could you take your kid to daycare ever again, you know, after learning about this kind of stuff? How could you trust anybody with your child? I mean, it's disgusting, man. Crazy. Hopefully you got someone you know watching your kids, and you're not just dropping them off at some building... That could have an underground tunnel leading to some fucking dungeon or some shit. Crazy, man. Uh, The most important exposés into the Presidio case were written by Linda Goldstein of the San Jose Mercury News. In an article entitled, Abuse Case at Presidio Quietly Closed by U.S., the events are told in chilling detail. And there's a link to that article as well if you're interested. Uh, The first victims to come forward were aged three and four. And imagine being a little kid that old and you're like, you know something's wrong and you just, ugh, it's just terrible. Interestingly, the Presidio Child Care Center was not closed until over a year after these allegations came to light. Initially, charges were only brought against one man, Gary Hambright, a civilian employee. Of course. Uh, later, however, it was revealed that police were investigating a man named Michael Aquino. A Lieutenant Colonel Aquino was the founder of a satanic church known as the Temple of Set. Now, this motherfucker is associated with uh, Anton LaVey. I believe he was associated with Anton LaVey. And he's a, he's a, he's founded uh, the Temple of Set, which is a satanic church. And they're letting him be, you know, a leader in the military. That's a high-ranking position, the lieutenant colonel. It's insane. Uh, Army documents show that children were often taken on unannounced trips outside the center and many children could accurately describe Aquino's house. The search of Aquino's house got investigators thousands of videos and photographs in what appeared to be a soundproof room, but charges were never brought against him. The American Journal of Orthopsychiatry wrote an extensive analysis of the victims of the Presidio. They stated, The severity of the trauma for children at the Presidio was immediately manifesting clear-cut symptoms. Before the abuse was exposed, parents had already noticed the following changes in their children. Vaginal discharge, genital soreness, rashes, fear of the dark, sleep disturbances, nightmares, sexually provocative language, and sexually inappropriate behavior. In addition, the children were exhibiting other radical changes in behavior, including temper outbursts, sudden mood shifts, and poor impulse control. All these behavioral symptoms are to be expected in preschool children who have been molested. 
The San Jose Mercury News expanded on the story a few months later with an article entitled Army of the Night. The article dives into the satanic aspect of the ritual, a satanic aspect of the child abuse at the Presidio. Satanism had apparently surfaced at the Presidio years earlier. Military police had investigated some buildings after reports of a man dressed in all black holding a little girl's hand had been reported. An MP was recorded as saying, We kicked the door open and. Uh, uh, restart. We kicked the door open and here's this nice little bedroom. In the corner was a mannequin with a gun pointed at the door. On the left side, there was a bunk against the wall. There was a pentagram on the floor, a huge one. There were dolls' heads all over the ceiling, just off-the-wall stuff. We were sitting there. We've got a cult on the Presidio of San Francisco, and nobody cares about it. We were told by the provost marshal to just forget about it. As a side note, in February 87... So how, wait, first of all, if you're working for the government or for the military, I mean, what are the, I would have to assume that these guys just quit. Like, how could you not just be like, you know, on the side of the street protesting these motherfuckers, like trying to expose this, like, what is going on here? You just told to forget about it? Like, dude, that's very suspicious. Uh, as a side note, in February 1987, Aquino appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show and gave a passionate defense of his satanic beliefs. On the autumnal equinox, and Oprah's a fucking terrible person too, by the way. If you guys like Oprah, then you're a fucking idiot. She's terrible. She's totally in on it, the whole Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. She's in on it, man. Notice how she doesn't ever speak out against Weinstein, the rapist. Uh, on the autumnal equinox, or is it equinox, of 1987, an occult day of importance, fire would strike a building adjacent to the daycare center, destroying many records relating to the center. A month later, fire would destroy the daycare center itself. The ATF found that the causes of both fires had been arson, contrary to the Army fully claiming faulty wiring. Prosecutors would once again bring charges against Gary Hambright, but suspiciously they did not include the allegations of children with serious documented abuses, such as missing hymens and rectal lesions. Apparently the children were chosen on the basis of who would make the best witnesses. The strategy did not pan out. The judge ruled the charges as too vague, and Hambright walked free, and no charges were again brought against the Presidio Military Base Daycare Center. So, you know, once again, clear evidence of, you know, people in, in relatively high-ranking positions um, doing incredibly fucked-up shit, and they just let them off. Nobody cares. It's even in the papers, like, dude, what is going on here? And this is still happening today, probably more than ever. False Memory Syndrome Foundation. The next case I will address is known as the McMartin Preschool Abuse Scandal. But before I delve into that, I need to address the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, FMSF. They are a prominent group promoting the idea that children who claim they have been abused in satanic rituals have either wild imaginations or were prodded along by zealot psychologists. They have been tremendously successful in their mission. Recently, a Reddit post promoting the false memory theory received over 2,000 upvotes. Members of FMSF have been called to appear as expert witnesses in dozens of court cases. I have already established that there have been hundreds of different children reporting satanic abuse, not only across the country, but in different continents as well. This alone should be enough to make the false memory theory very flimsy. However, there is a lot more interesting information about the FMSF to discuss. A huge amount of members within the FMSF have not only been accused of pedophilia themselves, but are also a part of the military-industrial complex. What a surprise. Peter J. Freyd, founder of the FMSF, after being accused of sexual abuse by his daughter. Oh, he f so says Peter Freyd founded the organization after being accused of sexual abuse by his daughter. David Dingus, a member of the Scientific Advisory Board of the FMSF, was involved with Naval Intelligence. Harold Life was involved with CIA mind control experience. Paul McHugh has been a very vocal critic of disassociative identity disorder and has worked at many military hospitals. Martin T. Orne was funded by MKUltra Harvard Crimson. Uh, Ralph Underwager claimed it was God's will when adults engage in sex with children. There are more suspicious members of the FMSF, but I feel that this list suffices. So these are all members of this organization who have ties to 
obviously the military industrial complex, CIA, fucking just some weird shit, man. Don't don't join these uh, organizations. You know, whatever you do. I will end this paragraph with a quote from the Columbia Journalism Review. Rarely has such a strange and little understood organization had such a profound effect on media coverage of such a controversial matter. The False Memory Syndrome Foundation is an aggressive, well-financed PR machine adept at manipulating the press, harassing its critics, and mobilizing a diverse army of psychiatrists, outspoken academics, God damn it. <laughs> Outspoken academics, expert mili- expert defense witnesses, litigious lawyers, Freud bashers, critics of psychotherapy, and devastated parents. So the whole purpose of this group is to get the child rapists off, you know, literally. And they're, they're child rapists themselves, it obviously looks like. Ah, disgusting. <coughs> this is the world we live in, folks. And these are the people who control the world. These are who you're voting for. Shows how much your vote counts, man. While we sit and fight about, you know, who's going to be our fucking ruler for the next four years, this this stuff is happening regardless of who's in office, and uh, nobody's doing anything about it. Some people say Trump is doing something about it, which I hope he is, but I doubt it. Honestly, it's all the same gang. These people, presidents are selected, not elected, so to think that, you know, you're going to vote someone in there who's just going to change this whole network, which is deeply ingrained into the foundation of, you know, the world control system. It's just ridiculous, dude. It's not going to happen from the top down. It's going to happen from the down up, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to read one more part of this, and then I got to go to work. So McMartin Preschool Abuse. Now, onto the McMartin Preschool case. The McMartin Preschool, located in California, was the center of a massive child prostitution and pornography ring and appears to be the center of an equally massive cover-up. Concerns began in August of 83 when a mother told police that her two-year-old son had been sexually abused. By 1984, 360 children had come forward claiming abuse. 360 children. That's almost a full school of people. A significant number showed physical evidence of abuse. These kids also described wild satanic rituals they were forced to participate in, such as eating feces, necrophilia, and coprophilia. I don't even know what that is. I don't even want to know. With some claims as bizarre as a baby's head being chopped off and being forced to drink the blood. The children's told stories of being transported in underground tunnels. Now, that's a, that's a significant thing right there, the underground tunnels, you know. There's a lot of crazy stuff going down underground, literally. And think about it. If you're trying to transport people, you know, do it underground if you don't want anybody to know about it. The mainstream media did their best to discredit the tunnel theory. However, archaeologist E. Gary Stickle, Ph.D., conducted a study of the McMartin Preschool grounds, which you can read here. The survey was conducted in 1990 after the property had been sold and long after charges against the abuse perpetrators had been dropped and the victims thoroughly marginalized in the mainstream media, uh, with help from the FSMF. Strickle found two extensive tunnel systems underneath the preschool, which accurately reflected the testimonies given by the children. In summation, the media and government would have us believe that 360 children all invented false memories of horrific satanic abuse, of participating in rituals in which adults sheathed in black ceremonial robes, uttered chants that they lied about being transported, for prostitution across town and that they lied about being photographed and videotaped for child porn despite verification of emotional and physical abuse in most of the children as well as the extents as well as the existence of tunnels under the complex so dude i mean come on guys think about that the media and the government they have 360 kids all telling the similar stories and they're just little kids dude and it's, I mean, the, the evidence is blatant, and they just cover it up. We live in an incredibly sick, disgusting system. It's insane. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. Makes you want to cry. Makes you want to fucking, and, you know, these are people who you might go to church with, you know? These are people who, who you could be sitting next to at a restaurant or some shit. How would you know? These are regular people, man. They're not like they live in a fucking cave or something. They're doing the same thing, you know, around town as as everybody else. But they're psychopaths, so they're able to put on a front like they're normal people when they're doing just insane, disgusting, you know, despicable things. 
So uh, I'll finish this article and then I'm done. Uh, again, the victims were marginalized in the press. The FBI denied any legitimate claims. The prosecution harassed victims endlessly in court. And all charges were eventually dropped. Now, this article continues on for... Eh, there's a couple. There's a little bit more, but I'm... Uh, actually, I might as well finish it. Uh, well... Okay, I'll finish it. <laughs> in 1987, the New York Times ran a story about a little-known cult called the Finders. The first paragraph reads, Police officials here said today that six disheveled children were found in Tallahassee, Florida. Might be the offspring of members of a little-known cult, but the officials said they had not ruled out the possibility of kidnapping. The Finders had previously been described in the media. In appearance, the Finders, mostly middle-aged men, always in dark suits, wouldn't be out of place managing a local funeral home, but the behavior of the handful of adherents has been wondering whether they arrived by flying saucer. Townspeople say the Finders constantly walk the streets, following people home and taking extensive notes and pictures. They often appear at local council meetings, never saying a word but simply observing the scene. At other times, they plunder the visitors' centers, uh, brochures, maps, and local travel ga- travel guides, and they haunt the courthouse, scouring land deeds to find out who owns the local real estate. Who are these suspicious people, and what were they doing with six undocumented children transporting them across the country? The children were found to show signs of sexual abuse. Customs agents raided one of the finder's compounds and found detailed instructions on obtaining children for unknown purposes and several photographs of new children. The U.S. News and World Report article continues, The more the police learned about the finders, the more bizarre they seemed. There were suggestions of child abuse, Satanism, dealing in pornography, and ritualistic animal slaughter. None of these allegations was ever proven, however. The child abuse charges against the two men in Tallahassee were dropped. The stories about the finders quickly died down, but would not disappear entirely, as rumors linking the finders to the CIA persisted, according to the U.S. News and World Report. Customs services documented revealed that in 1987, when custom agents sought to examine the evidence gathered by Washington, D.C. police, they were told that the finders' investigation had become a CIA internal matter. The police report on the case had been classified secret. Florida Congressman Tom Lewis was quoted as saying, Could our own government have something to do with this finders' organization and turn their backs on these children? That's what all the evidence points to, says Lewis, and there's a lot of evidence. I can tell you this, we've got a lot of people scrambling, and that wouldn't be happening if there was nothing here. A connection was produced and confirmed by the CIA. A firm that provided computer training to CIA officers also employed several members of the finders. Anyone researching the CIA will come to the conclusion that the organization does not contract training out to other sources and only ever creates proprietary organizations. Okay, so Pizzagate, it's fucking real, man. It's disgusting and it's really happening and uh, it's it's pretty deep. So I'm not sure if this was what you were looking for today, but you know, this is one of those things that like you'll hear about, but you never like really get the hard evidence and stuff unless you really look into it. So yeah, I don't know if you made it this far. But, you know, if you're interested in this kind of stuff and you want to do something about it and try to expose it and, and you know, help these kids, it's still happening, obviously. I don't know what we can do about it when, when uh, you know, the people who are supposed to be pr- protecting us from this are so blatantly involved in the cover-up and probably the abuse itself. I don't know, man. But unless we expose it, it's going to continue to happen. So, you know, fuck Satanism. Fuck the government. Fuck the media. Fuck them all, man. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes to this article. And uh, you can read it for yourself. See what you think. And you can click on all the links and go to the evidence and stuff. And like I said, this is older stuff from the 80s and the 90s. But and they just become better at covering it up. So, you know, either the, the newspapers and stuff have become less good at at exposing this kind of stuff or there's no more real reporters which is pretty much what it seems like to me you know these uh big mainstream news outlets they don't have real reporters they got people who they're little talking heads who who talk about what they're told they're not doing real investigations so that's that and thank you everybody for listening have a good one peace out (laughs) ha ha Yeah. 
homage. See Lance on the beat. What? Yeah. I'm painting the pic the way that it is America's killing it, raping his kids The various villains is hating his pigs I hate to admit it, it's making me sick Real corrupt, it's fill your blood That fill you up with pills and drugs I swear that I pay like a million bucks To give her the hater that feels some love It's now it was Cause now it's changing, rearranging Strength is waned, it ain't the same The pain is great, it strains the brain The razor blade inside my wrist Satan's praised by scientists Blames are spranking lines of shit These are crazy times we live and die And why we through to our phones all the time How we divide up and so entwined Worshiping actors like they were divine Think they'd be crying if you were to die, murder the poor, make base with tears. Bombs got spawned, they make in a year. Shoot us a place in the nation of fear. We're compensated by drinking some beer. Give me clear, it's part of the plan. Blow up Iraq, blow up Iran. Blow up the gap, blow up your fan. Why do we do it? I don't understand. All for land, all for souls. Final goal is my control. Fight it though, when you're immortal. Why is life so horrible? It's the new normal. We're ever stuck and ain't no God above the new normal. Where we a fuck, but no one falls in love. The new normal. Where there's a constant war for minds and the earth is borderline between hell and heaven we're born to die the new normal where we're ever stuck and ain't no god above the new normal where we a fuck but no one falls in love the new normal where there's a constant war for minds and the earth is borderline between hell and heaven we're born to die this planet is an absolute mess brainwashed zombies walk around blindfolded in search of sex and drugs god it's normal now to whore around abort the child before it's mouth Beautiful women get torn to foul If you don't admit it, then you're on the now Sick of the typical run of the mill I'm rugged and nailed, I come with the rail I'm second to none, ain't no one is skilled I stay with the gun, it's gonna be killed Feel the press, world's a mess Fail the test, world's aggressed Born to flesh, a spiritual quest So watch it get worse, one year to the next Sex, stress, dance to death Pills, points, grabs a mess Kids feel like they can't progress And that's the role the answer left So that cause that's a waste of life Parents have it, raise you right You've been neglected day and night I wish that I could save you guys We'll pay the price of 50 years Fill all the back on this It's safe that I'm made the prophecy On every track he spits The fact is it's the end of days God is closing heaven's gates Best the men just send their ways Before the devil's deck is paid Haters try and challenge me But all they speak is fallacy I wish this wasn't how it be But this is new normality It's the new normal We're we'll ever stuck and ain't no God above The new normal Where we a fuck but no one falls in love The new normal Where there's a constant war for minds And the earth is borderline Between hell and heaven We're born to die The new normal Where we're ever stuck and ain't no God above The new normal Where we a fuck but no one falls in love The new normal Where there's a constant war for minds And the earth is borderline Between hell and heaven We're born to die Society is changing at a rapid pace What was once thought of as being impossible Is now an everyday occurrence God help us Laser beam to raise the heat So flames will lead up into trees They're burning Cali Same with grease It's murder back You call the priest People surface Learn to treat This person as a beast of burden Feed them dirt And keep them working Long as slaves are cheap It's worth it The plan is taken for granted Pumping out water From lakes that they vanish Poison the kids And they're making the famish How could we manage To pay for the damage Man's the god That's been neurotic Calf robotic Calf psychotic Lunacy moving too fast To stop it Shooting the use of massive rocks Checking my pockets To look for the money But someone is stolen it from me I needed to feed this To love me The president needed to blow up a country. I'm finding it funny when dummies be saying the government's needed for making the roads With all the money they're taking out from me, I bet they could literally pay for me gold I can't be controlled, I am awake, hit on the Trump with a pie in the face I have been dying to rhyme with the grace, I am a lion who's dying is great I ain't afraid, I am immortal, travel time inside a wormhole Then can flying out the portal, just a rhyme about new normal It's yes, the new normal, we're we'll ever stuck and ain't no God above The new normal, where we a fuck but no one falls in love The new normal, where there's a constant war for minds and the between hell and heaven, we're born to die. The new normal, where we're ever stuck and ain't no God above. The new normal, where we a fuck but no one falls in love. The new normal, where there's a constant war for minds and the earth is borderline. Between hell and heaven, we're born to die.